Hello, and welcome to Faith Fitness and French Toast. As always, I'm your host, Moses Allwood. I want to warmly welcome you to the mid-season finale of the podcast. The purpose of this podcast is simple, to encourage, empower, and inspire athletes of all walks of life in their strength endeavors, faith walk, and of course, their best options for post-workout late-night meals. As always, I'd like to thank my sponsors, Skull Smash Ammonia, Raw Grip Chalk, Tennessee Pre and Primate Apparel for their consistent support and encouragement. For the best hard-hitting ammonia in the game, there's none better than Steve at Skull Smash. If you're looking to hit a brutal pull and need that added grip or need that chalk on your back for a squat, Raw Grip's Liquid Chalk is the highest quality in the market right now. And if you're like me and you like the caffeine, but you don't want that caffeine crash after the focus boost, then Tennessee Pre is the pre-workout for you. And I'll swear by this, we are humble, but we are savage. Primate Apparel's mentality of sticking to your guns and standing up to those who would do you ill is a vital part of my training. And you can head over to any of their Instagram pages to get some products. Tonight, I have the pleasure of chatting with Rob the Savage Hall, powerlifting legend and TikTok phenomenon, whose animal cage performance of 2,000 pounds in 33 seconds has made his nickname Worldbreaker Savage a household phrase in the powerlifting community. You don't want to miss any of this midseason finale as we talk TikTok, strange breakfast choices, and share a lot of laughs over the anomalies of the fitness industry. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. Rob, what is going on, man? What's up, big dog? How you uh how you holding up tonight? It's a Wednesday night, it's hump day. <laughs> oh, hump day is my favorite day. Bugs it galore. Oh, oh no, <laughs> social media. <laughs> you gotta- hey, yo, I'm opening up Instagram. Every single girl's like, oh my gosh, happy hump day. And I'm oh, like, man. I guess gotta, I have to like these. <laughs> you gotta replenish the serotonin, man. You gotta replenish it. Uh, <laughs> It's been a it's been a big week for you. I, last weekend, you know, you had a you had a meet, one of the first meets coming back after uh, after all this Corona shit's gone down. How are you feeling post meet? What happened? Uh, how are you feeling tonight? I feel fucking great. Uh, I always take a week off after uh, I do a meet, uh, just basically rest and recovery because it's a lot of it's pretty draining doing uh, full cycles of just being just constantly training. And a lot of people never give themselves rest. I'm super big on rest. Uh, so after the meet over, I take that full week off. It's weird because I feel like I'm, I'm missing something. Like I need to go do something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in this limbo state right now. And I'm just like, saying, like, okay, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Uh, and I don't I don't eat as much. I don't need to. I don't have training hard, so I don't eat as much. Uh, so I'm not really doing much of anything. But trying to relax and not think about the meat anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the meat went great. Uh, I had a pretty good time. I uh, went in there just to kind of kind of knock off some cobwebs and stuff because I usually compete twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finally got to compete last year after my uh, my surgery for my knee. Uh, that took forever. <clears throat> so I got to compete. Then didn't do anything else. I started uh, training a little more. Ran into a couple of hiccups and then I uh, was like, all right, well, fuck. I, I need to compete. I need to do something to see where kind of where I'm at. Where right. am I going with this so I can actually go to a big meet and do something uh, do something cool for a change. I haven't done anything cool yet in a couple of years. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just been sitting in your basement. You're like, I ain't got kinda, nothing to do. <laughs> I was like watching everybody like, go by. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so, like the big highlight from the meet was uh, me squatting 804. And uh, I haven't squatted 800 in sleeves yet, mm-hmm. which has been a big goal of mine for, I uh, say the past four years uh, was to squat 800 in sleeves. And, uh, Last year, when I after my my surgery, I thought I was gonna get. I was really fucking close. I squatted seven seventy five in training. Uh, I got the boss of bosses, and it just uh, 
my my leg just was not cooperating uh, on the day. So when I uh, went to my second attempt, uh, I fucking asked the grass. I don't even know why. It just super deep. Down bomb that shit. And fucking, man, it was just like a struggle getting up. And I was like, man, this is fucking dumb. Like, I know this should be a lot better. It just was way off. Yeah. So my third one, I called for a 782, which was a tie for my PR. And sleep. So, I mean, after fucking knee surgery, like, that was fucking good even just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of people who haven't gotten <laughs> knee surgery that's like 400 pounds. He's like, you're like, I got knee surgery squad 782 in sleeves. He's done bitches. <laughs> like, I, was, I was so mad. Like, I just wanted to hit that 800. I was like, okay, well, so I got to fucking wait a little longer. And I wasn't even going to hit 800 for this meet. I was scheduled myself to do 799. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was my plan. I always, usually, always stick to my plan. Uh, but I was warming up and I was like, man. This feels too fucking good today. They were just like, bucket, bucket, bucket. And I was like, all right, cool. So the first attempt went, and I was fucking, it was just money. Just up and down, all the same speed. I was like, okay, this is good. Second attempt was even better. I just was like, oh, man, I'm on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to go for this 804 right now. So I wouldn't make it like a big jump, like 820 or something. I mean, I could have. Uh, I probably would have been fine. But uh, we're talking about like four pounds or so, five pounds. Yeah. right? So like. I moved to five pounds. I was like, okay, cool. I can handle that. This should be fine. And it was even better than the second one. I was oh, yeah. fucking money. God like, damn. I, <laughs> I know. And I was looking, I was like, God damn, I could have edged out another 20 pounds of that for sure. And it felt, it just, that I was just on point with the squad. It felt so good. And I was like the highlight of my whole day. And everything else was just cool. Like I went, I went through the whole deal. Bench was on point where it was supposed to be 578, called it straight. Uh, deadlifts for sumo just they didn't click as as much as I thought it would throughout the whole day. So like, when I'm fresh, I got a little bit more more pop in the hips, but definitely after a whole day, fatigue setting in. Uh, it just was a little bit more difficult to manage the sumo deadlift than it would be for conventional. Like I could have easily just fucking went up there, stood conventional, and fucking pulled my second and third attempt, no problem, no problem. But I made a game plan to stick to the sumo. And I was just like, I got to stick with it, man. I, I came in here to do it. I've been training on the car for it. So I ended up with 722, which isn't too bad. Uh, that was my most of our pull was 750. So it's not, it's not like it's super off. But uh, not that I was, far hoping, off. I was hoping to get 800 in the sumo too. But uh, man, this is what in the cards for me that day for, for the sumo. I definitely I relate to that, man. I my last competition, which was right before COVID, it was in like mid February, and like squats is same deal. Like I hit like an all time PR in squats. I was like, this is great. I hit a, a half pound PR because of kilos on bench. And I was like, ooh, half a pound. Like, what's up now? <laughs> Uh, and then, like I cut off the platform, I was like half a pound. Like the judge was like, "Dude, that was two seventy five. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> but I I get onto uh, get onto deadlifts, and I was like fired up because I've been pulling sumo, had gone great. And I swear, I started that pull. That bar went three inches out from my like from my shins. And I was like, you know what? We're we're taking one attempt. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh my god, man! I I feel it because I man, my warmups are going great. Uh, my first attempt, it was. Uh, I got this weird deal where I lock my knees out sooner than I lock out the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just the way that I need to do my stance so I can get my hips out wider uh, than I had to change to. And uh, I got this little hiccup where I was like, oh, that shouldn't be there here at 722. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let me try to do this, change it up a little bit. I need more practice. I mean, this was not enough practice for it. And uh, I got off balance. I fell on the second one, and then uh, the speed just—I just—it just topped me forward again uh, for the third trial at seven sixty six. And I was like, "Man, 
I could do this. This was a fun, yeah. I could fucking do this. <laughs> it wasn't like it was heavy. It just fucking, uh, just the technique was, it needs tons of work still. It is what it is. Well, hey, there's always another competition. And you'll pull 800 in the next one unless you blow out your knee again. So don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't, put that don't put that shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> I just jinxed you knock on wood here. Let's... This lady was like, I don't know what to tell you, like, good luck or like break a leg. And so I was like, ma'am. <laughs> you're like, I don't think you realize what I, you I said to did me. That. I just broke one. <laughs> I'm good. Like, thanks. Just, just good luck. Just oh, good luck. Appreciate it. Well, uh, well, let's jump back in time a little bit because I kind of skipped over my usual first question because of this meet. For those who who may not know who you are, obviously at this point we're talking about you putting up pretty huge numbers. So at this point, the people their their throats are parched. They want to know a little bit more about this guy, Rob the Savage Hall. How how in the hell did you end up in the sport of powerlifting in the first place? Uh, that was a fucking joke. I mean, it was. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like a fucking dare, uh, to be honest. Like, uh, I, I was just training, I was doing bodybuilding stuff, and a friend of mine was just like, hey, uh, you know you're really strong. Like, the numbers you lift in the gym are pretty close to, like, these Texas State records and stuff like that. I was like, I ain't fucking doing that shit. <laughs> that sounds shit. stupid. That's <laughs> I'm not trying, a sport. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get a bodybuilder. I'm trying to fucking get famous and shit like mm-hmm. that. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but she basically was like, you know what, you got to try it. Uh, you just gotta go to go. Just, just see how, see what happens or whatever. And I fuck. I signed up all last minute because I forgot about it because uh, she moved. I forgot about it, and then I fucking did it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I had four. I actually had four weeks to learn anything I could about powerlifting <clears throat> and peaking for a meet. <laughs> so I used uh, three weeks to peak for it and one week week to basically deload. You peaked in three uh, weeks for your I first powerlifting. <laughs> Look, let me tell you how I train is. Ridiculous! It killed most people uh, because I train hard, I train long, and I just don't give a fuck about my body. And I would train five or six days a week, and I would do this That's over good. and over and over for years. And I wouldn't care how heavy it was. I didn't know anything about deloading. I just would keep going and going and going. I would fuck. I squat twice a week. I wouldn't just like squat, squat. I would just heavy squat twice a week. Like I would squat for my arm day. I would do squats first and then arms afterwards. Like I fucking <laughs> it was nuts. <laughs> so I was already prepared for uh, my body was already acclimated to that shit. And I just used that three weeks, man. Basically, I just did uh, a three by three, uh, two by two, and one by one uh, for the last week, and then just rested a little bit and it went to the fucking meet, man. It took six hours off, finished the session at midnight, showed up at weigh-ins. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a, it was a USAPO meet, so it was a two-hour weigh-in. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't even get me started on the USAPL. I it was a running it was a running joke until literally the last episode that literally just came out. So if y'all are listening in, check out the most recent episode with Jessica Wester uh, as well. She was the first USAPL lifter I had on. Like literally four seasons into this, and I was like, oh, I'm not discriminating against any federations. And someone was like, Moses, you've never had a USAPL lifter on, and I was like, that's true. I hate all of them. Like it's true. <laughs> Well, now you got two. Look, I just use God, your pair dang of it, Rob! You're making anymore. me lose my streak, man. I can't I post this. Yeah. I, can't, I, can't I know nothing about powerlifting. That's all I knew was that one federation. That mm-hmm. was it. And uh, I went fucking. I mean, I've told the story before about. Uh, I just kept doing meet after meet, man. And then I, I got hooked. At first meet, those people were so nice. Uh, they were like, yeah, you can go to nationals and stuff like this if you get this much Wilkes and stuff. I was like, fucking the Wilkes. <laughs> I won. Be- I won best lifter that day. Uh, so you're talking about a confidence boost and a half. I uh, went this big giant ass fucking shape of Texas 
Best lifter trophy. Well, how much but, did you weigh the first meet? What did you weigh in at the first meet? Uh, 293 or something like that. Okay. Okay. So you were still a big guy the first meet. It was what, 2015, something like that? Yeah. 2015. Yeah. yeah I've always been fucking yeah. big. Yeah. But I like, don't know why in some of my head I was like, this guy weighed in at like 185. Well, like, <laughs> that's my whole goal is just always just getting bigger and bigger and shit. And like, people were like, uh, they always like, oh, let me guess your weight. So I was like, you're like 250, 260. I'm, like, I'm slightly uh, insulted that you would think I'd weigh that fucking low. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh man that's awesome well so that that first comp <clears throat> I, I love asking this question that first moment you stepped on the platform that first squat and competition you got the judge in front of you i wonder if you can even relive that for a moment what's going through your head oh i tell you the whole fucking day like, like a back of my hand uh so it's it was a two it's basically a, a two meat kind of deal where, like, the girls lifted first the half of the day, and then the guys lifted the second half of the day. Weird. So, so we were supposed to start at three. They were still giving out awards. I'm already fucking warmed up. I'm going through my warm-ups and shit. I'm very meticulous when I do shit. I had a fucking notebook. I had all my warm-ups done. I had all my tips uh, selected. I read this thing. was like, okay, you do jumps. You jump between this and this. Uh, so my max jumps were, like, 44 pounds uh, per, per attempt. Uh, which for me, it's easy. I do 90 pound jumps when I train anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, my jumps were uh, 44 pounds a piece for kilos, whatever the fuck that is uh, for it. So I would do uh, what I thought I was going to do for the third attempt. And I would just go back 44 pounds each attempt. That was my first attempt. So I warm up. I get through my warm-ups done. I warm up fairly, fairly quickly uh, when I do my training and stuff like that. So I'll do the same thing I would do in the gym. And uh, they're still fucking passing out awards. So I'm sitting here fucking waiting and waiting. I'm in, I'm, I'm basically in the bottom of the flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one other fucking dude uh, who squats more than I was, Joseph Pena. Oh, classic. <laughs> Good <laughs> old Jalapena. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my one of my old college buddies was coaching him. And I saw this dude's fucking cast were like this. And I was just like, man, what the fuck? And he was just <laughs> he was still warming up. I had finished warming up, and I was like, Man, what in the fuck? <laughs> Where did you come from? Man? I, know, I was like, I was like one of the biggest dudes there, and like this dude was, he was like, man, this guy's gonna fucking squat the world and shit. It's fucking dope. So I finally get uh, ready to go. I'm, I'm all, I'm all jacked up and shit. And um, easy squat. Uh, I, I go to unrack it. Uh, I want to say I clipped the clipped the left side of it a little bit. It was just a little too high because when I uh, did my uh, my selection for the height of the rack. I was in cowboy boots when I did it. And I, wear, <laughs> so I, I, I drove, drove down there in cowboy boots, did the weigh-in, did the little check. I was in cowboy boots. I didn't think about the fucking shit. I wear flats. I wear atomic shoes. They're completely flat. So I clipped the side of it and shit and was like, what the fuck? Do my uh, three-step back. And uh, I go, I asked, I was asked to grass all the time when I squat. So I fucking dunked this weight and it just moved super slow. I got it on my YouTube, but it moves super slow compared to what, like, what I do now. So I duck it, ask the grass, and I'm just like, oh, this is heavy. And I finished it. I was like, okay, that was fucking weird. And uh, I get three whites for it and shit, like I said, I asked the grass for it. And uh, I was just thinking the whole time between, I went to, from that last warm to there, it had to be almost like 20, 30 minutes before i was even getting to go and i was just like i'm fucking cold now i don't know what i'm gonna do this isn't good and then uh after that first one was done it was money i was warm again my second one was uh fucking money i want to say it was uh probably around like 644 or something like that uh give or take i want to do like 680 or so uh for my third and it fucking bottomed me out 
I just hit the fucking bottom of that. I just dunked it too low, hit the bottom of it, fucking got planted. It was like, oh, we're not. That's not <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. We're good on that deal and uh, move on the bench. Uh, but that, man, that first squad was, uh, it was super exciting. Because, uh, like, we were, like, basically going to, like an auditor, it was like a gym uh, for a school. I want to say it was a it was a high school gym, and uh, they had all the bleachers pretty much packed up and stuff. There's a lot of people packed up in a small area, and uh, everybody was just cheering, excited. Unlike bodybuilding, they don't cheer for people they don't know. Right. These people didn't know who the fuck it was, and they were just like Wah! going fucking crazy. It was a big ass squat, so I was like, oh, this is dope. And it's every time it was going. That was the last time I saw Joseph Pena, by the way. Uh, after the squats, <clears throat> I didn't see him ever again the rest of the meet. So I don't know what the fuck happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still remember, like, um, <clears throat> back when I was in college, of course, all of the uh, – there's you got collegiate nationals, just USAPL. And um, I was a 120-kilo class, 264s. And I remember we'd like look over, you just hear Joseph Pena. He's got like 900 pounds on the thing. And I was like, dude, could you chill out? <laughs> like, yeah, for a dude, squat. I mean, go to great. strongest, like, go to strongest man, dude. Go do something else. Just for a squat, man. It was just for a squat. Like I said, I didn't see him the rest of the meet. I didn't see him on bench. I was the last bencher. I was the last deadlifter. So it's just a squat, man. You just gotta work. Just get past the squat. You're all good to go. Don't worry about it. The fourth squat specialists. They start off so strong. Know, and then they're man. like, oh, which is the story of my life. I finished the first like three lifts. I'm like, all right, like I'm about to smoke y'all. Then I'm like the first bencher. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not winning. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that's like, man. I've never been the first it, bencher. It is what it is. I'll, I'll get there eventually. It, it just it, we all have our crosses to bear. This is mine for now, I guess. Um, well, so I remember, you know. We've, I've chatted with one guest before, Lewis Kim, um, one of the first guests I had on here back in season two. But the viral social media platform TikTok has garnered a lot of very random users. And I remember I'm like, you know, it's probably two in the morning and I'm just like scrolling along <laughs> and I scroll past, you know, this behemoth of a man all tatted up, you know, doing some <laughs> Moana thing. And I was just like, for a second, I was, it was so, I was so tired. I was like, who the fuck is this? And I scrolled up. I was like, world breakers. I was like, that sounds so familiar. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and I like commented. I was like, what the hell are you doing on TikTok? And I mean, you thought, on, I mean, it looked, you're just having a blast. So what, what even, yeah. What? <laughs> Dog is so, so uh, well, I had TikTok was like an old thing. It was like musically a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I had an old account from that. Uh, it was just dumb little music stuff you do to a little deal. So it's not a social media app. Uh, I didn't use it for a long time until uh, sometime a little bit last year, closer to earlier this year. And uh, just out of boredom, I got back on it and uh, just started making stupid, goofy ass videos, uh, voiceover videos and share lip syncing videos. And uh, it's just something for me to pass the time because it's like, yeah, yeah. it's boring. It's just all the same shit. Lifting, 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 lifting. Like, okay, this is boring. I like to be entertained, man. I'm right. a, like, I entertain people too. So. Of course. <clears throat> I think it was, it was just fucking fun. He's a very and, uh, multifaceted entertainer, everyone. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like just like, all right. Uh, I just fucking, I just made the videos to make myself laugh. I laugh at myself for 10 fucking minutes over time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Like, this is fucking great. This is gold. I want to see anyone else to laugh. I just fucking share it. And uh, man, it just it just kept going and kept going and going and stuff. Uh, some of the early videos just weren't weren't super popular. I didn't have a lot of followers on there. I did one fucking video. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. It was just me standing there in the bathroom with my arms crossed, 
fucking viral. I was like, why? You had like the disco lights going on or it's something like, as well. Why? Why is this? Why is this a thing? <laughs> and my shit just blew up. So everybody kept calling me Maui, The Rock, Gibraltar. Like I was like, what? The? So I took the Maui thing, the comment, and I did a video reply to it. And I was like, you know what? Everybody keep calling me Maui. I've been getting called Maui for fucking years now at the gym. at big text. Uh, so let me make this fucking video because I've watched this fucking thing almost like a hundred times. I know this fucking dance. (laughs) 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 Oh my, that one fucking blew up too. That's fucking hilarious. I fucking laugh. My fucking kid loves it. Uh, So like I do these videos and he just, he keeps, he calls every time I watch uh, Moana, fucking Maui. Every time I pull on fucking Dragon Ball, there's Broly. It's, there goes dad. All right, there's dad. There's dad. All right. I got to fucking live the part now, man. I got to keep, I got to keep it rolling. Well, and what's so funny about TikTok is it's just like the the rant, like just as you said, it's just like random stuff blows up. Like it's not even the stuff you want. Like the stuff where you're like, man, this is good. No one sees it. It's like thirty views, and you're like, are you kidding me? But it's like I remember my. So when I first got it, you know, I no, none of us had any idea how we were supposed to use it. Like it just did. Like it was just this weird lip sync thing. And I remember <laughs> I posted like, and everyone mocked it. Like there was like a three month period. Everyone was like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Like, why are y'all using it? And it started blowing up. And last Christmas I put up like a video of me missing, like hitting the rack with, I was squatting in a CrossFit gym while I was at home and I, yeah, was rough. And so I like put the bar into the rack and like hit the J hook too hard. So it bounces out, goes back over my shoulder, makes a ton of noise. <laughs> and I just like put it on and I like come back on the next day. It says 200,000 views. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, like, now everyone thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> Everyone's commenting like, how did you miss the rack? You dumbass. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm going to delete my app. <laughs> but it's fucking funny. So like everybody talks shit about TikTok. However, uh, it's another fucking tool for selling my merchandise absolutely like, now once i fucking blew up i linked all my shit to it and i get more hits on my fucking website people buying my programs like fucking dumb like think here yeah. like all i have to do is just fucking people want to know how do i get so fucking big hey cool click the link in my bio buy one of these fucking programs and i hope you get bigger yeah. and it's so easy like i don't some people understand like, you think so it's, he- and one thing you, you think it's like stupid or whatever, Gary V's on there on TikTok. Mm-hmm. He was one of the ones that was uh was the reason yep. why I got back onto it. Yeah. Like, you got you got TikTok, which is a brand new deal that's blowing up. Uh LinkedIn. Uh those apps you want to get onto those deals before they start doing these all these weird algorithms like Instagram's doing where you can't, it's harder to get people to follow you and get all these views and shit. So I was like, cool. Gary V said it was a recommend. I fucking got back on and started making all these stupid ass videos. Here we are. It's so it's so funny you mentioned Gary. I was literally about to be like, yeah, the guy who's capitalized off of that's Gary V. And then you mentioned that, that that I did. I honestly I had no idea who he was. And then I like stumbled across. I was like, dude, this guy's motivational as fuck. And so I started like watching stuff, and I was like, he's actually being real about it. And that's the thing. It's yeah, dude. I've been telling people this. If y'all are listening, like literally, if you get one thing from this, use TikTok and LinkedIn. Like everybody's sleeping on LinkedIn. It's like the best way to connect with people. It's unbelievable. So I always say, I'm like, you know, my pickup line, I go, uh, I'm not going to lie. My LinkedIn game is pretty fire. And then they block me and I'm like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) 
I say, hey, can you can you endorse my leadership skills on LinkedIn? And they're like, can you never text this number again? I'm like, all right. It'll, it'll pop off. Of it. It'll get there. It'll get, it'll, it'll get there. One You're of these days. Time. You're ahead of your time. That's all it is. Yeah, one of these days, that's our, our kids are going to be using LinkedIn. It's the new Tinder as far as we're concerned. <laughs> okay. No, real talk, though. I've heard some wild stories of like affairs and stuff all happening through LinkedIn where like oh, people are going to like connect with you. And then they're like, Hey, like, do you want to cheat on your dead? I'm like LinkedIn. Like, have y'all got not, not got enough other options for y'all other than you? It's bizarre. You, any people can turn any kind of app into a sex meeting app. It's the, no problem. That's <laughs> like fucking Instagram. They're like, it's supposed to be like sharing like your memories and stuff like that. And then uh, you see people just getting hookups from it. That's just what, that's just what happens. The general mm-hmm. population wants to hook up. They want to meet new people. They want to get down. They want to fucking dick down like that. That's just what happens. That's just what happens. Man. <laughs> They want to they want to slice whatever you got, man. That's just what it is. It's oh crazy. man, it's 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 humans, humans, man. It's wild. They're gonna take anything and turn it into sex. They really will. Anything, any fucking thing. Man. Oh man, I swear, somebody's gonna try to connect with me on Fitbit, and they're gonna be like, "Yo, you want to hook up?" And I'm gonna be like, "Are you kidding me? I have I haven't even met my step goal yet. Like, don't <laughs> don't come at me. Get that thrust goal in, man. That's what they look for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, calories out. That's what it's gonna get you for. That's what it is. Oh man. Well, so another thing people may not, may not know um, about you is you're you're quite the avid gamer as well. I know you mentioned Dragon Ball. We'll get we'll get to that here in a sec. But but gaming. All right. So what holds the crown for you for all time? The the greatest game you've played and why? Uh, I mean, as far as fighting games go, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is uh, my by sure. far my favorite. Just because it's got the characters I like to play, it's fast paced. It's like Marvel versus Capcom. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty, I used to play a ton of that uh, all the time, uh, fucking years ago. So it's just like that. Plus, it's Dragon Ball. So like t- two of my favorite things, Dragon Ball and Marvel versus Capcom, put them together. I was like, oh shit, this is my favorite. This is by far my favorite game. I play. I have played the most. Uh, Call of Duty was up there. I still play Call of Duty every here now and then. Uh, it was. I want to say around like 2012, I was a really big Call of Duty player, uh, playing Black Ops. Uh, I got in with, uh, I want to say World at War, mm-hmm. uh, when I first started playing, it was playing Zombies. And then the I, OG I, Zombies, man. Then I started getting online uh, right around with uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was, I was really good at it, man. I was like in the top like four thousand players, like in the world and shit. Oh, nice! I was like legit. I this, this guy was going hard long, all day long. I had a fucking custom control and all this shit, uh, man. It just, it just started getting stupider and stupider every time. I play. Everything next year would get dumber and dumber. So I fuck was I stopped playing it. Uh, one of the best games I probably played. Had yeah, probably the best story of life uh, recently was also was uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven Aftermath. Uh, the story mode in that, if you haven't played it, you got to play it. Uh, Aftermath, it's got both stories from Mortal Kombat 11 and Aftermath together. So you play, so you play two story modes uh, for one game. And the way they tell the story, I want to say it's so fucking good. Uh, the fighting on it is it's pretty cool. <clears throat> it's, it's a little slow for my, my taste, but uh, the story mode into it, the intricacies of uh, Mortal Kombat, if you've ever played it for like one, two, three, Armageddon, like any of those games and stuff, it just intertwines all these fucking stories. The way they tell it and the way they do it, it's just so fucking good, man. It's just so fucking good. It's so good. That's a, that's a strong answer. Uh, 
it's good, man. The story mode is super fucking. It's just solid. The way the the way the whole the whole cinematic story goes. You can watch it online if you want to play it. Uh, it's good. It's just like a whole fucking movie, man. It's it's really fucking good and really thought out, uh, especially with the character development <clears throat> that they've had over the years for certain people. Their interactions, uh, like Kano's one of my favorites uh, on there. I don't play with him. He's just fucking cool as shit. <laughs> he was cool as shit. Uh, but man, his his fucking whole deal. Uh, uh, just the way his character development is, he's still a fucking asshole. Uh, but it's just fucking, <laughs> the way everybody's character development is just super fucking cool. Uh, I can't think of another game that I played uh, that had such a good storyline. I probably, uh, one that I finished was, I think, Metal Gear Solid 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, that was like an old one uh, before I got back into Game of Two. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, I think, was uh, the last one I ended up finishing. Uh, Call of Duty's fucking stories suck. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. It's been, like depressing because like you come from like a golden era of like these just unbelievable. You go from MW two and everyone's like, oh, it's incredible. Even like your multiplayer on Black Ops two, it's just that's what all the boys did. And then it's just like, and it's like, what the hell is this now? Like Advanced Warfare, Infinity Warfare. We're in space. We're doing. I'm like, can y'all just give me a gun and tell me to shoot the guy in front of me? Like that's all we want. <laughs> Advanced Warfare was the one I put down. I bought that was the last one I bought until this recent one, uh, Warzone. Uh, fucking God was like, "Why am I? What is all this extra stuff? I don't need it. I don't fucking need it." So I was the last one in the plane. Uh, I tried to get into the one before Warzone didn't work. It fucking was trash. <clears throat> this Warzone was all right. It's been all right. Uh, I don't play it very much now. Uh, I don't know. It's just. It, lo- it lost its luster for me. I it bought did. it for a few months. It's fucking eh, shit for me. It did. Uh, well, were you were you part of the the Fortnite group when that like blew up like four years ago? No, nah, man, I didn't get a Fortnite. Uh, it's just it's got this kitty like style. It, does. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I can play kitty games. Uh, well, sure, I play fucking Mario. Like kids, fucking, it's great. Oh, Mario sure. Kart. Who who hasn't <laughs> just wanted to destroy someone at Mario Kart and hold it over them for the rest of their lives? Right, like. <laughs> I went and downloaded Fortnite sometime like a few months ago during quarantine and shit. I just couldn't play it. I just didn't know what the fuck's going on. Like, <laughs> that, that's funny. You know, when it when it first blew up, you know, it's probably my sophomore year of college. And so it started with all these kind of college students just being like, oh, this is kind of hype. Like, all right. And it just steadily went younger and younger and younger. And, and now you got these like eight-year-olds like cussing me out, like telling they're going to kill my parents. I'm like, you're eight. <laughs> I'm going to dox you. What's wrong with like? <laughs> Oh, you know, uh, I don't know if you, I've been to TikTok about this shit because I played fighters. Uh, it was like the seventeenth, uh, and I was playing this fucking dude. I'm playing online. We played a lot of ranked matches and shit because I got a little bit better on like kind of play. And uh, this kid fucking sent me this hate mail telling me I'm fucking I'm shit, <clears throat> like, I'm trash, and I'll never get like five hundred thirty battle points, five hundred thirty thousand battle points. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like a sick flex, dude. <laughs> what the fuck's battle points, man? I'm just playing this game, like. Why are you mad, bro? <clears throat> so I went and looked. And I was like, uh, I was like a few games off from getting it. Uh, so I finally got back on it a few days later. I played it, got to the five five thirty thousand, uh, five hundred thirty thousand. Sent him a screenshot of it. In the message, it was like, what was that shit you were talking about? Me not kidding. <laughs> 
Never said anything back, man. I just fucking laughed my ass. That kid's probably just sitting in his basement like, oh my God, this grown man hates me. (laughs) This 300 something pound man hates my guts. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, like, no, I mean, you don't know what I look like when you play online. Like, I just don't understand. Like, same when I talk to people on the phone. Like, you don't understand who you're talking to on the other side of this fucking game. Right. Like, I'll fucking snap your spine in half. (laughs) (laughs) No question. I won't think a second thought to it. Like, I just squatted 804 in sleep. I will snap you in half. Like, really, I would just fucking literally just punt kick the back of your spine and snap <laughs> it in half and just go about my day like nothing happened. Like, fuck off. Oh, I, will awesome. be, I will beat a child. Like, I would. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are in no way endorsing <laughs> what Rawls just said on this podcast. God damn. Kids oh, got to learn, man. Kids got to learn. It's true. That's true. Like, well, you know, I, I remember a few years ago. Yeah, one one of probably your your biggest accomplishments was this two thousand pound toe, two thousand thirty three, in thirty seconds in the cage. So we all know, and, every, and a lot of people that listen are are have seen the cage or they've been to the cage. They've always wished they were going to be inside the cage. They never will. It is what it is. But you know, it's I mean, the energy is unparalleled. So even I wonder if you can relive that experience. What what was going through your head in in that re- probably most intense thirty seconds in a long time? Uh, so, uh, it was 2005 pounds, uh, is what it ended up being. 2005. I was trying to give you credit. I was giving you an extra 27 pounds. <laughs> so, uh, I remember, uh, this was going to be my first debut cage event. Uh, I've been there the year before. They just invited me just to fill up a spot. Uh, I won boss of bosses, got with the sponsorship with the animal. So this is going to be my first official, uh, cage event as an animal athlete. So I was like, I need to do something cool that hasn't been done before. Uh, that can showcase my strength and what I can do within an hour, mm-hmm. right? So I have an hour time slot. And uh, I trained with this, this dude, Rusty, uh, back in Austin. Uh, and I used to always do this thing for New Year's uh, called a 90-second total. Uh, we basically just use 90 seconds to lift as much as you can, squat, bench, and deadlift. So he was like, hey, just just do this here and just uh, lift as much as you can and shit. Uh, I was like, what do you think you get? I was like, I don't know if I could run through it and shit. So I just start calculating. It was like, I could probably hit 2,000 pounds in 90 seconds. And he was like, what? He said, excuse me? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, if I, just, if I squat this much, bench this much, and if I deadlift this much, I should be fine. Like, just 2,000 pounds. It should be fine. And he was like, dude, you got to fucking do that. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do it for New Year's and stuff like that. I, I went and did like uh, 1,500 pounds or 14, whatever it was. It was like 500, 500, 500. I was just in, tra- I was in training. So I came to train that day with the, the whole group. And uh, I was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do for squats, bench, and deadlift. And I just ran through this deal real quick. And uh, uh, I was like 1,500 pounds, so no big deal. And it was super quick, right? So uh, I was like, you know, I could really fucking do this, this 2,000 pounds. So uh, I told Animal, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to do a 2,000 pound uh, total in 90 seconds. And I was like, you're going to do what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah man, I'm just going to squat, bench, deadlift, uh, and I'm going to do, do the whole thing in uh, 90 seconds. And I was like, okay, because I always have this dude, uh, Bo Moore, who does uh, 2,000 an hour. He lifts all the whole deal. He does his whole warm up and stuff, all the main lifts, all in an hour. <clears throat> So to hear somebody's going to do 2,000 in 90 seconds, they're like, what the fuck? <clears throat> so I'm flying on a plane. I get over there, and I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? Uh, I know there's one other person who's done a 2,000-pound total. Uh, I was fairly quick. It was Chad Wesley Smith. 
And uh, this was like 35 seconds, 36 seconds, something like that. Uh, I remember uh, I pulled up and watched it uh, together. I was like, I could definitely do 2,000 and, and more. Uh, so I was like, I didn't do 2,005 pounds. I can't do 2,000. So when I landed, I was like, I get, I'm going to do 2,005 pounds because someone already did 2,000 before. Uh, I didn't know I was going to do it in 30 seconds. I just wanted to do it in 90. Uh, so take my time and do all this shit. So uh, <clears throat> I get there. Uh, I'm on uh, the Friday. Uh, so I'm the first, basically the first deal that I'm lifting here. I want to say uh, close around noon or so. So one of the first uh, events up. So I'm, I get there to the cage. I calculate all the weights. Uh, I get this little notepad so I write down all this shit. Like how many hundred pound plates do I got? Uh, how many forty five pound plates do I got? How much do I need wear on which implement uh, for it to do? And I started warming up. I do my squats. I go do bench. I do. I don't do deadlifts for a little while. I wait for a bit. I do like four or five deadlifts. I fought like maybe three or four deadlifts to be like to total for a total warm up. So do the squats. That's the main fucking deal. <clears throat> get warmed up. Do bench. Uh, so I get up to my, uh, my last warm deal for all three. And, uh, I, again, I have an hour to do all this stuff. So I had to stretch all that out. Normally I would have probably just been done in like 20, 30 minutes, uh, right. the whole deal. So yeah, go in completely cold, be done in a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, you got a whole hour. Uh, you want to fill up this whole deal. So everybody starts crowding around. So you want to bring the, all the attention. So I'm like, cool. Hey man, just play this playlist. Uh, I'll warm up for this long and stuff like that. And it came down to it. It was 50 minutes left, uh, 50 minutes to pass. And uh, I told him, I was like, hey, man, uh, give me about three minutes. I'm going to get uh, get prepared, and uh, we're going to knock this out. So I just sit there for a minute and just, like, uh, start playing my music and shit. And I'm just sitting there jamming out. And uh, they're just hyping everything up on the mic. <clears throat> they get all the weights set up like I want them to. And uh, I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, so everybody's getting all hyped up on this mic and, uh, I get under the bar, grab it. I'm getting ready to go. I was like, all right, piece of cake. And I go under it. Just get ready. I walk it out. And I, the video they put on this, this is fucking great. Cause if you tell the story at the same time, it just looks immaculate. Cause they just, they slow walk the two steps out that I take to, to get ready. And I could, I could feel that. That's like wait, the way they video that is how I felt. It was just like slow. It was like, Doof too too far right let's go and then they start the clock and i just i squat uh get in there throw it in the rack head over to bench grab the bench uh and i told uh, jay narrows that hey uh just as soon as i get ready and lay on and grab my hands on the bar just coast it off that deal for me so as soon as you grab it, i grabbed it I just coast it off boom press it threw it up and as soon as i threw that up racked it took my belt off walked over grabbed a tab of chalk <clears throat> I mean, I had plenty of time. Like, I had plenty of time. Yeah. At know. this point, you, you've got 80 seconds left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I grabbed a little bit of chalk and shit like that. So I grab the bar. I do my quick setup. Poop, and I yank it up. And uh, I can't remember. I, was, I don't know why I was thinking. I was like, just do this as fast as you can. Whenever I did the when I, when I got to the squat, just do it as fast as possible. So I knocked all those deadlifts out, knocked the deadlift out, throw it down. And then uh, everyone was just standing like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, it was just like almost quiet for a second there. And everyone was like, it was like, it's over. Like what the fuck just happened? What did I just watch? And it went for like the whole weekend. That's all everybody could talk about was that one fucking lift I did on Friday, all the way to Sunday. They kept talking about this whole fucking deal about doing this 2005 pounds in 30 seconds. And I just was like, I fucking did it. I did it. I, I got my one chance to go to animal and in the cage and shine and do what I'm good at by one fucking, that's all I wanted. I could have died right there. I've been fucking perfectly fine. That's all I wanted was my one shot to showcase what I could fucking do. And I did it. 
And I was so satisfied with that whole deal because that's all everybody could talk about. That was the coolest event they've ever had the animal cage <clears throat> at the time that they've ever seen and shit like that. I was just I just lived in that whole moment, that whole weekend. And it was just great. Uh, it was just fucking great. And I just was like, once I was leaving, I was like, how am I going to top that next year? Yeah. <laughs> like, how, how do you even do that? <clears throat> and I did. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and I did. Like, it was, it was hard to do. And I was just thinking, I, I, I spent the rest of the year just thinking of something cool to do. Like, I was going to either do... Um, do the 2,000 pound total again, but then after I do it the first time, run through it backwards and try to do it whole in a, in a minute. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other piece. <laughs> right? So run through it, do the deadlift, finish the deadlift, do the deadlift again, bench, then squat. I go back through it in reverse under a minute. I'm like, I could probably do that. and uh, Or do or do like more, do like 2,100 pounds in 30 seconds or less. Uh, like I was thinking all these other shit to do. And then I get this fucking idea uh, from one of my training sessions and talking with Garrett Fear about doing a deadlift off versus uh, someone who's good at deadlifts, Steve Johnson. So me and Garrett had talked, we'd gone over this a little bit and stuff like that and kind of like set some ground rules. I was like, who the fuck would I, who the fuck would I do this against? He was like, fucking do it against Steve. And I know Steve was. Uh, I think I, I, I think Gary was talking about he, him wanting to get in the cage. I was like, "Oh, this is a great idea." Uh, guys, never been there. Great at deadlifts. Let's be a fucking hell of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, ended up being the next coolest fucking thing mm-hmm. after that, which was uh, pretty cool. Having two cool events two years in a row. Yeah, and and I mean, <laughs> there, there's so many people that just I I know. I mean, it's you're standing outside this cage, you know, your, your fingers are like locked around the little iron. They're like, Oh my God, look at them lifting those big weight. You know, it, it just feels like you just got all these like kids in a candy shop, you know, that it is, it's just this coveted moment of just be, lifting in there. And then also being the, the talk of the town for the next five days of the, you know, convention, it, it's something, man. It's, it's by far I, those, those few days that I'm out there in Ohio, uh, like everybody like bitches about, you know, being, uh, around people and all stuff like that. Like I don't do this every day. So those few days, uh, I, I gave a lot of my time, my energy to anybody and everybody that I asked for it. Uh, this is what they came here for. Uh, you know, I'm now at the point where like people stop me every five seconds to take pictures and ask autographs. I think it's super fucking cool. Cause when at the time, whenever, whenever I was like that and I would want to go get a picture with somebody, autograph somebody, if they were nice to me, shut, I'd remember forever. If they're a dick, I'd remember forever. So no matter how tired I was, and I, I would fucking be drained throughout the day, trying to just make it to the hotel so I can eat every five seconds. Hey man, oh there goes Rob. Can I take a picture? Let me can you sign this. I'm like, damn, this is crazy. Yeah. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like I'm just a fucking I do, I'm just a tech advisor, man. I'm like, just I'm a just, dude that went to list some weight. That's yeah. it, man. That's it. That's it, man. I work a regular nine to five like you guys do. Like I'm just a, I'm just a normal dude, man. I'm just a normal dude. As I tell people all the time, they freak out and shit when they meet me. I'm like, bro, chill. I'm just a regular fucking guy. I'm just a little bit stronger. Uh, that's it, man. I, I'm just a regular dude, man. I, I fucking put my pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, you it. mean you don't jump through both at the same time? I thought I, I was Impossible. Can't do it. <laughs> but, that's how you blew out that leg. <laughs> you jumped into both. Jesus. Oh, God damn. Trying to jump into some skinny jeans and shit. Oh, man. But that is, and, and that's really been the point of, of this podcast is it's just been a really cool opportunity to break that wall because there is, especially with strength sports, like 
I mean, bodybuilding is one thing. I mean, you're you're getting oil oiled up and and you're flat. Like it's it's a god complex in itself, and it's easy for people who are kind of on the outside of this like prof- quote unquote professional lifting to be like, holy shit, like these dudes are huge. And it's one thing if it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like when when Arnold walked past me and like he like nodded at the camera, I think I like in that moment I was like, I've peaked. This is it. This was the moment. I, I've done everything I've needed to. Like. And they shook the guy right next to me's hand, and I was like, "Never mind, I lo- I blew it, <laughs> I lost my opportunity." But but the cool thing with this podcast has been it's really it's ripped that veil and allowed you know each of these athletes just be like, "Dude, like we're just people, like we're just lifting weights," and it's cool because the strength community is so much more approachable than like I remember I, I DM Drake and I was like, "Hey man, like." <laughs> You want to jump on the podcast? <laughs> like, there's just no way Hobie was ever going to see it. Now, if he did, I was going to be like, oh, oh, "I'm changing this whole brand." <laughs> but, but there's just there's a different level of unapproachability. Like, I can't just go text Michael Vick and be like, "Hey, man, do you want to jump on real fast?" It's just a different thing. And so it's been cool because it's just what you're saying. It's a nine to five job, and we just happen to be better at lifting weights than you are. You know, that's it, man. That's it. I just, I just do. I just been. That's all I've been really good at. I know. I, I can lift weights. I just progressively got better at it, just because I'm fucking stubborn for the most part. Mm-hmm. And this is how this is how my body was built. Like you can you can grow into it. It's not like you can't. You can start at any point in time and get better at it. Yep. There's always going to be that one percent or so that's going to be extremely strong in their elite lifters. But you're already in another the other three percent that does way more than the whole rest of the world. The ninety seven percent of the world. So yeah, you fucking you're already above average doing competing in powerlifting. Like there's only a handful of people who compete in powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I've millions of people in the world, so you're already better than more more uh, above average than the regular person. So, yeah, it's not like it's hard. That's a good word. Well, so on the back end, all these these interviews, um, you know, of course, the the name of the podcast is Faith, Fitness, and French Toast. Everyone I have on, I feel like I say I'm definitely a broken record. Everyone that's listening to this, I know you hear me say this exact same sentence every single episode. As I feel like I'm like going through deja vu for this. Um, they're like, we, we can all talk about fitness, you know, until our faces turn blue. I mean, that's what we're all, you know, connected by, <clears throat> but I think what's really made this unique has been, you know, this question of, of personal faith and then this question of food. So kind of on the first hand, you know, um, obviously myself, my name's Moses for God's sake. So obviously I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the Christian on the podcast in every episode <laughs> there, my parents knew there was no way for me to avoid that in every single conversation, but um, you know, one one of my my favorite things to to learn from people is you know what role that their own personal faith, if they even have one, has played. You know, not only in their training, but in their relationships um, and their own worldview. Because I I'm of the person that says, hey, you know, regardless of what you're believing, you've got something positive to offer the world. And so I wonder for you, um, the the classic question is, yeah, what role, if any, has your own faith, religious spirituality played in your own training or even your relationships? Uh, man, if I had to classify uh, my faith at any point, I'd be an agnostic, uh, agnostic mm-hmm. atheist. Yeah, um, I don't believe in any specific deity, and it's more like there's not a fact that it can be proven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't. I've spent time with like trying to be uh, a Christian. Uh, this was years ago. I went to a uh, Catholic school. Went to University of Maryland Baylor for college. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I try to get into stuff. It's just not something I could, I could never connect here to. Uh, it just never something that was really connected to. Uh, some of my friends were, were uh, Christian or Catholic. Uh, and I would try to connect to them in those things, but it just it just never clicked for me uh, mm-hmm. to do that. And uh, I did my own just work, just research and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what? <clears throat> this is going to be where I'm at. Uh, so faith-wise, uh, I mean, faith is just a subjective thing in regards to 
hundred percent what you believe in. So it's not just based off of religion, but uh, I have a lot of faith in the things that I do. I trust myself. And I have faith in the stuff I do. I have faith in people. Uh, but just as far as uh, religion wise, it doesn't play much of a part into things I do. Uh, mainly because I don't trust anybody else to do something for me that I can, I need it and I have to do myself. For sure. Uh, so I have faith in doing certain things. Uh, if I trust certain people to do something, but uh, as far as for uh, religion, I just doesn't do anything uh, regards to what I'm doing, uh, what I'm into. Uh, I don't mind it. Uh, I'm, I'm more open uh, to discussing anything with anybody uh, in that manner. So it's perfectly fine. Uh, I don't hate anybody for it. I hope nobody hates me for it. Uh, for <laughs> Someone's <laughs> listening. They're like, I hate this guy's guts. <laughs> now he's actually admitted to it. Oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this dude. Like, <laughs> it doesn't change about anything about who I am as a person. It's just uh, whatever you believe. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but just nothing that was, uh, uh, I just didn't have that relationship or that connection. Uh, that most people feel like they do. And I just, this wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't, wasn't my thing. Um, I did have some kind of spirituality. So I do believe in some certain things, uh, but there's just uh, a lot of stuff out there that's unproven uh, or hasn't been factual or uh, just been unknown. And it's interesting to say the least. And to, to believe that uh, there's only one specific like deity or anything like that. It's just hard for me to wrap my mind around that concept because there's so many, like who's the one who's right. Right, so which one of you is right? So there's a lot of point that okay, this one's right, this one's right, this one's right, this one's right. Well, someone's got to be wrong. Yeah, someone's got to be wrong at some point in time. So for me, it's just uh, in regards to the way I uh, I live my life. I just like to be a good person. Uh, you know, a lot of those a lot of those uh, religions they basically just based off of just trying to be a good person to other people and just not to the same that I'm a good person. I try to be a good person to anybody and everybody. Uh, I don't try to carry hate in my heart uh, towards people. At least you don't generally hate people unless they do something bad to me and you deserve to be hated. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason for me to hate you. So uh, I'm just living my life being a good person. Uh, and it just fine and follows a suit the same way. I just don't believe in doing certain things that uh, other religions do. So uh, it's just me being a good person. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's a good word. And, you know, even even for our listeners, you know, I've never really vocalized on the podcast, but I, I even think like, you know, whether whether an episode gets, you know, when I very first started, and it was just me talking into like my phone and like not, not knowing what I was doing. You know, I'm literally sitting there on my bed with like my iPhone mic in front of me like, hey, guys, welcome to the, you know, to 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 having to the point where I'm where I am having these conversations of it's even it's been cool having um people who listen in like message me and be like, wow, like it's really making me, me think and like really start to realize, you know, what I do believe, whether it's, you know, you may be Islamic or a Buddhist or a Christian or whatever that, that it opens up the conversation. I think a lot of people just see as taboo these days, you know, that people are afraid to have like conversations where it's like, nah, man, like embrace who you are, like love who you are and like be willing to just not be a dick to other people that disagree with you. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's really, like there's people that just like they're so hell bent on like getting their point across of like what they believe in the survival. Like, it really turns me off. Like you even want to be associated with people like that. So it's like there's a lot of bad stuff you can see from like multiple sides of different things. Like people being uh, extremely rude in regards to like preaching what their beliefs is. But there's a lot of good people that don't do that. Uh, they don't. They won't force a similar. So those are good people. But it's those other people that you see. It's like, man, I don't want to be associated with something like that. Uh, it just really tur- it turns people off uh, from like even want to be a part or even listening to it. So it's a really touchy subject for most people. Uh, I don't. I don't really care either way. Uh, it just doesn't hurt. 
hurt me whatsoever. Yeah. Whether you want to talk about it or not, man, it's fine. Yeah, you know, that's, that's you, talk about, you want to talk about aliens and shit? Cool. <laughs> Flying cool. spaghetti monster? We're with it. Well, We're cool. We're talking about God. It's cool. <laughs> I got a few. I got a few. Uh, you know, things that go over. But cool. We, we talk about whatever you like. <laughs> well, the spectrum you like, man. Oh my gosh. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask people is this breakfast question. So the running joke was the first two seasons of the show, I never mentioned anything about food. And they were like, Moses, like it says French toast in the title. You've never, you say it in the intro. It's never been brought up. So (laughs) I remember my, my mom called me after like, uh, after one of the episodes and she was like, Moses, I listened to your podcast and it was pretty good, but why didn't you ask them about breakfast foods? And I was like, if my mom noticed, like I, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to start implementing do it. Mom says, man. Oh, but but obviously, I mean, we're both huge foodies because we're both big guys. You ask us if we're two fifty, we're going to get offended that we're only two fifty. So, yeah, two fifty. Are you kidding? My dad's like at one seventy five. He's like, oh my gosh, two fifty. And I'm like, I don't know, man. But uh, you know, for me, I'm a big breakfast guy. Any time of day, I'm all about it. So my question to you is. What is the all-time top breakfast food for you? No macros, none of the extra nutrient stuff. Just if you're like, macros. man, yeah, macros, micros, vertical diet, keto, who who cares? The top food, it just holds the crown in your head. What is it? Man, you know, I eat, I don't just eat normal breakfast food for breakfast. I just eat. Of course you don't. That'd be absurd. Why what? would you have a normal answer? <laughs> it really depends on what I feel like. So a few months ago, I was eating soup dumplings and uh, pork buns for breakfast. Uh, soup, right? So this is a normal breakfast thing. I just wake I up. Thir- I thought I'd heard everything, man. <laughs> They're fucking delicious, right? They're fucking soup dumplings. And pork buns. Like, how can you not fucking love that? But I can eat anything. So if, if I'm at a hotel and they have breakfast, it's waffles. It's always fucking waffles. Waffles are the best thing. If it's IHOP, and when you're going somewhere where it's IHOP, it's uh, fucking over-easy eggs, hash browns, uh, and pancakes. That's going to be my, my favorite one at IHOP. Uh, it's at the house, man. It's, it's whatever I feel like eating. And uh, I don't normally just eat stuff for taste anymore. So, like, if I'm waking up, it's either... Uh, just specific on what I need to eat to, to fill out my fucking day. So sometimes it's just fucking eggs. Sometimes it's like, it's the, or it's just a fucking protein shake. Like it's, it's never like anything specific, but one of my favorite ones that I did, I had this for months was the soup dumplings and the pork buns. I would just, I'd let it eat that every day for fucking months. Uh, I want to say maybe like four or five months straight of just fucking soup dumplings and pork buns. Like it's fucking great. Like, if anybody ever tries it, I mean, it's, it's like a vigil. But it's 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 great, man. Fucking, you get the whole taste of basically eating soup, but chewing it like a dumpling, and then fucking pork buns. How you go wrong with pork buns? God damn! <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen someone get so passionate about something that just isn't a breakfast food. <laughs> it's like, like four hundred fifty calories per, per pork bun. Like, bruh, I'm fucking eating this shit. Like, this is what I need. I'll take it down ten of them. <laughs> this is what I need to start my day off and shit. Almost 500 calories per pork bun. I have three of those, a handful of uh, soup dumpling. God damn, I'm fucking set. I'm ready to go and <laughs> listen to anybody's bullshit for the rest of the day. Like, we're good. <laughs> we are yeah, good now. I, I have gotten the most unconventional answers in like every episode. I'm like, you know, like the weirdest answers I've gotten, da, da, da. You've, you've taken the cake. That's the, that <laughs> is the most out there answer. No, I trust you. I trust you and it being incredible. That's the most out there answer I've gotten. So I'll, I'll, 
you can take that as we close in on the on the midseason finale. You know, we're going in with <laughs> soup dumplings and pork buns. <laughs> amazing, man! I'm telling you, it's on point, on point. I'm talking about you're talking about a, a power breakfast right there, boy, man. <laughs> on point, Carl's well, all there. Oh man! Well, last question I got for you, um, and this is kind of your opportunity. Any, any plugs? Anything you want? You want to throw out there? Um, you know, people are are jumping back into gyms. Um, this is the, the for those of you guys who are listening. This is the mid season finale. We'll take about a month break before I start recording um, again. So people just kind of they're moving forward. Um, what can they expect from you? What's coming up next for you as you're coming off this competition uh, with the companies you're selling stuff? What can people expect from Rob Hall? Ah, uh, man. Uh... I'm just going to put out most of the same stuff. I don't really just do whatever everybody else expects me to do. Like, they post a bunch of fucking lifting stuff. That's great. I post a ton of memes, shit memes, uh, <laughs> fucking memes on my story. I post even raunchier ones on my close friend story. Uh, <laughs> so, if you ever put me in your close friends and you post funny shit, you're probably going to get put in mine. Yeah, I'm fully raunchy. expecting to get added to this after this call. I'm telling <laughs> so you. Get the extra fucking raunchy shit that I feel like uh, some people just don't appreciate. You can't appreciate. I know a story and they're like, wow, this dude's fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it in my close friend story. Uh, but my main story page stuff, I, I post, uh, you know, like whatever I'm doing, just business family stuff or just lifting uh, I post just my normal shit every uh, every so often and stuff like that. So my companies like uh, Animal and Death for Dishonor, uh, those are all fine and dandy, which I'm probably going to keep doing. Most, If you want to find some funny shit of me doing stuff, go to my TikTok. So <laughs> that's where I post. I, I sometimes throw it on my Instagram, uh, but I feel like that's just like my business and lifting page now at this point. Uh, so if you want to find my funny shit and want to fucking laugh and just, just fucking – Get a couple chuckles in the day. Follow my TikTok. Uh, same name as my Instagram, so Worldbreaker Savage. Uh, I still got my programs up and my shirts. Um, I can't make any new shirts now because of COVID, but uh, my merchandise and stuff and my program and stuff are still on my website, worldbreakersavage.com. Uh, I'm always open to chit-chat, man. If anybody wants to ever chit-chat, man, I'm always open to, to listen. Uh, you know, if you got some stuff you want to learn, uh, you got some uh, advice you want to get from me and stuff, I'm, I'm on my DMs are always open, man. Uh, but you can basically find me on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter a little bit. Uh, the name is just W Breaker Savage uh, on there. Uh, it's, I don't even know really what I use my Twitter for. Uh, I just follow a bunch of fucking random shit. It's, I don't know. <laughs> And I talk every every so often here, but most of my funny shit's on TikTok and uh, Instagram. So uh, you can find those two for sure. <laughs> Next one I got coming up also. Uh, so I did this, this meet. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little break, do some off-season stuff. Uh, but I plan on getting into a meet. I don't know how soon. Uh, the squad was a big surprise uh, of it just being where it's at now, just the way it looked, that I might be doing one a little bit sooner than later. Uh, I don't know. I haven't talked to my coach here yet. I, he just basically leaves me alone for a week and just – Tells me not to even fucking think about it. So uh, I'm not thinking about it for now, but uh, I want to do a bigger meet, like a real big meet. Uh, I don't know which one. Uh, I don't really want to travel too much for it. I'm actually kind of sick of traveling. It was cool to go a fucking meet two and a half hours away and then not have to worry about flying or anything like that. Uh, worry about hotel, fucking uh, being super expensive somewhere else. And just the food. So uh, I had plenty of food this time. I felt way more relaxed. Uh, I'd rather do a meet in Texas, but if I need to go somewhere, I will. But uh, I'd rather not travel. But I just want to do a big meet uh, here soon. Uh, so I'll post it. I'll post. I'll drop some hints 
I dropped some hints. They're gonna see you coming. They're gonna see. They're gonna I, see I, you I coming. I dropped some hints. I told them not to tell anybody I was coming to this one, so that way anybody wouldn't be scared and run away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had a good friend compete at the same meet, Casey Morris, who won the female best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I saw she was like competing, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Casey, that great work." And I like saw you in the background. I was like, "Rob Hall at your meet?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, weird." Everyone <laughs> was like, "It was like." Is Rob Hall's name on this thing? They sent out the roster and shit. I'm like, Rob, is that really that real? Is that is that Rob Hall that just walked by? They're like, man, it was so cool about like, it. Is that that guy with that TikTok <laughs> page? <laughs> it, it was just super chill. Uh, it was good to kind of like relax and not uh, have to worry about it. It shouldn't be like a, too big of a deal. Uh, so it was cool. I just kind of like stuck in there, did my thing, and it took off. Uh, so it was fun to do that this time. Not make it a big fucking show about it but i like making it a big fucking show of course so of course we'll make it a big show later <laughs> well folks this has just been an incredible conversation with rob hall you can find him on instagram at Worldbreaker savage uh you can find any of his sponsors animal pack depth before dishonor squat co um and our mutual sponsors skull smash ammonia and raw grip chalk make sure you go in and get some products it's the best liquid chalk and powder chalk in the world and steve is just steve's the best uh if you he is, he is the bomb. We, we love Steve. And you can go check out his episode um, as well back in season two. Uh, if you're craving a little bit more from me and the podcast, you can follow Faith Fitness and French Toast on Instagram uh, as we wrap up this half season and we move in back in the beginning of September. Make sure you have those post notifications on so you know when to reach the hottest podcast on the net. We'll catch you all next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening. That was the midseason finale for season four with Rob the Savage Hall at Worldbreaker Savage on Instagram. As I said, you can find any of our sponsors on Instagram uh, as well. The podcast will take a few weeks break as I transition to moving out west to Salt Lake City. So turn on those post notifications. Make sure you are subscribed in your platform of choice, whether Instagram, uh, whether on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, any of our other streaming platforms. So you know just in time and when we're coming out with some new guests. And you know, as I always do with our early episode releases. With that, I'm Moses Allwood. Thanks as always for listening. We'll see you in September. <laughs>